Welcome to the Plan Is podcast with me, Caroline Dunn. I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, yoga teacher, and a geek obsessed with learning how to live the biggest, fullest, most joyful life and helping you do the same. In this podcast, we'll cover fitness, nutrition, mindset yoga, and personal development because it's time to stop putting our health into boxes. It's time to care about the whole beautiful, messy you, mind, body, and spirit. The plan is to rise up, sweat, get stronger, be joyful, let it go, pause, laugh, try again, breathe, and do our best. I am so happy you're here. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode where we are going to talk about strength and specifically uh, a very common and popular strength move, which is a chin up or a pull up. And we'll also discuss the difference between those two. So I don't know about you, but a pull up remains a goal for many of us or (laughs) labeled as impossible for many of us. Now, why is it such a common goal to begin with? Well, I think that there's something very powerful about being able to pull yourself up to that bar. It certainly rewrote some of the things I thought about myself. It was one of the things that got me hooked on strength training to begin with. So for those of you that didn't know, get yourself comfy, pull up your teeth, like me, I have lemon and ginger tea, which my husband, Peter, thinks is disgusting, but no, I'm all over it today. Um, pull-ups are my thing, if you did not know that. Pull-ups are my thing. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that I can just naturally do them. They definitely don't come easily to me. And remember as well that there is a difference biologically between the muscle mass of a man and a woman Uh, men generally have about 25% more muscle that is mainly on that upper half and therefore a pull-up goal for a man versus a woman is going to be a very different thing. Now I came to strength training as a complete newbie about five years ago now. Uh, Before that I was doing classes, I was kind of working out, I was in the mindset then of I wanted to feel great for my wedding but afterwards I started to dive a little bit more into true strength training and I trained intensely to get my first pull-up. I still remember Peter like yeah genuinely bullying me a bit in the gym when I was working through like some intense eccentrics and which we'll talk about later in the episode. Um, I I needed that cheerleader that person to kind of give me something to latch onto to get through some of those tough reps. Um, And I also want to put into context now that, and I sometimes have to remind clients when I'm demoing as well, that pull-ups might now look magically effortless for me, but they're not. (laughs) So I've got myself to the point and now I maintain my pull-up strength with about 100 pull-up reps every single week. So I do a lot of them. And often that we often the things that we think are the strengths of other people or the other people they make look things look easy, it's often the case that they've put a lot of reps in. And that's all I want to say around that that 
redefine impossible for yourself and if you want to train for a pull-up then train for one don't write yourself off but also don't judge yourself against someone who has been training it for years doing tons and tons of reps of them you can get there but it's definitely not a fair comparison it will not necessarily have come easy for them so how do we go about getting your first pull-up now I would suggest first of all training mainly so you want to be doing compound moves but training mainly the muscles called your latissimus dorsi which are big your big back muscles that kind of wrap around the main part of your back now you want to be training those regularly and by regularly I mean things like two to three times a week I actually went through a phase as well where I trained one pull-up every single day Um, and we'll talk about that later on as well But for now, if you are doing structured workouts two to three times a week, you want to be hitting those main back muscles. Now, some of the accessible exercises to get you working those lat muscles. So latissimus dorsi are often abbreviated to lats and you will hear me refer to lats throughout the rest of this episode. So First of all, your lats are not necessarily overly worked in your normal everyday to day life. There's a lot of like forward push movement in our everyday to day life. So like we uh, drive and we work on computers um, and we cook and there's a lot of movement with our chest muscles. There's not a lot that naturally works our back muscles until we get into the gym. And then you want to hit things like lat pull downs. So quite often, just most of the main regular gyms will have a lat pull down machine that you can go over to, you can read the little instruction plate and crack straight into doing some lat pull downs. Um, If there is not a lat pull down machine, then look for some sort of pulley. And again, most commercial gyms will have a pulley. All you need is some sort of straight bar or V bar, get yourself down on the ground or sat on a step, get yourself underneath that bar and pull it down. Um, So that's your lat pull downs. If you are new to strength training or resistance training, I'd stick with about the 12 rep mark. So rep refers to one repetition. So one pull down would be one repetition until you've got about a year or two of strength training in you. Then you can start to hit smaller rep ranges. Um, Some other great ideas that you can use to work your lats, because let's face it, not everyone has a, a lat pull down machine or a cable machine. So a bent over row is a fantastic one if you only have free weights available. So say you're working out at home, you've got one or two weights available, then you can use the bent over row. So bent over row means bend your knees, get your bum out behind you so that your torso tilts so it's about parallel with the ground. You then want to take your weight, which could be a bar, a dumbbell, kettlebells, even a weighted backpack if that's all you have available. And you want to row your elbows up to the ceiling, drawing the weight back up towards your hips whilst squeezing the elbows into the sides of your body. Take a little squeeze at the bottom movement, that's your bent over row. You can also take something called an inverted row or a horizontal row. Now, if you have a TRX at home or a suspension trainer at home, again, take a TRX row. Get a lovely long line with your body. Lean back away from the TRX and then exhale, pull it towards you. 
Same with a horizontal row in a gym. Get yourself a bar. And quite often you can just use a squat rack. Get the bar on the squat rack. Get yourself behind that bar. Um, The further you walk your feet underneath the bar, the harder it's going to be. And then one strong straight line, row your body up towards the bar. An assisted pull-up is a final thing that you can do to work your lats. Now, there will be machines in some gyms and they will work in a different way from the other machines in the gym, okay? Normally, in a gym, you take the like peg out of the weight stack, you move it down and shifting more weight makes that exercise harder. With an assisted pull-up machine, as you take that weight down, that is the weight you are taking off your body weight and that makes it easier. If you don't have an assisted pull-up machine, no sweat. Uh, All you need is a straight bar and you can buy some long resistance bands for about 20 quid a pop off Amazon. Um, They come in various different sizes. The standard colours usually that I've seen are red, black, purple, then green, going from uh, easier to harder. Um, and you loop those around your feet and get those to help you up to a pull-up. Now, those are some common exercises. Get yourself on Google or YouTube to uh, look at some video demos if you're still completely lost what I'm talking about. But my next piece of advice is critical. When you can take your own body weight on the bar, as soon as you can, you need to do that. So don't stay doing assisted pull-ups. Don't stay doing lat pull-downs for months and years because you're not going to get good at pull-ups if you never attempt lifting your own body weight. You have to get used to lifting or hanging from your own body weight. So there is a time to step away from the assisted pull-up machine or bands, etc. And it's the same for a lot of things. Like if you want to get good at squats, you've got to squat. If you want to get good at handstands, then you need to handstand, you need to get up on your hands and you need to move away from the wall as soon as you can. Okay, so let's assume now that you've had a go at um, doing a lot of lat exercises, you've done that regularly and you're ready to start trying your own body weights. Here are some ideas now. Now initially, like hang off the bar, (laughs) take your own weight and try it, okay? That's your first idea usually even if you're small like me like bring a small box in you're not that far from the ground if you're literally hanging with straight arms you're not that far and you're not going to hurt yourself if you just jump off so take your own weight now you can also start to build in another exercise if you want while you're hanging there it's not necessarily going to specifically help your lat strength but it might help build another key element like core strength. So something like that might be a hanging knee raise and it almost gives you a purpose, something to do whilst you're hanging there and taking your own body weight. If you are going to do a hanging knee raise, let's not swing, please. Minimize that momentum. Use your muscles to draw your knees up to your chest. Now, you've thought, right, I've hung off the bar. I've got a bit used to that. Now, what do I do? Okay, Couple of things. First of all, try some scapular pulls. They are called scapular pulls. Now, you do not have to be at the point where you can take your entire body weight off on the bar. You can do them assisted. You can do them with a seat 
and you can do them with a band. So if you search assisted scapular pull on YouTube or Google, you will find a video of how to do that. So basically your legs are taking some of that weight or the band is taking some of your weight. And a scapular pull means starting with straight arms. And then you do a little pull, like a little shrug of the shoulders and your shoulder blades are moving from far apart to close together on the back of your body. Now a scapular pull will move you maybe like an inch or two. It's quite a small move. Okay, next idea, jump to the top of the movement. So get your hands on the bar, jump yourself up there and get your shoulders locked into the bar with your chin over it. Hold yourself at the top there for as long as you can. And when you can't anymore, step it back down, come straight back down to your box. Okay, so hang off the bar at the bottom with straight arms. Jump to the top of the movement and hold yourself there and try some scapular pulls. Okay, next stage, next stage. Make sure you save this episode, by the way, to come back to. Um, Your next stage is to try, if you've done those regularly, it's time to try the eccentric pull-up. Now, eccentric means practicing the lower part of the move. It is the best way to build some serious strength. Now, when I said at the start of the episode that I needed my husband to provide that moral support, i.e. shouting at me, (laughs) it was whilst I was doing these eccentric pull-ups. So what you do, take hold of the bar, jump up to the top, and then slowly lower from the top of the move, resisting the urge to drop all the way to the point where you get straight arms again. And then you can jump up to the top again and try that slow lower to the game. Now, if you can control that really slowly all the way down to the straight arms, then you're probably ready for a half-decent attempt at a full pull-up. Like, they're intense, please be aware. They make you really sore. They are going to strongly work your core as well as your lats, as well as your biceps, as well as your posterior deltoids, which is the back of your shoulders. But they are also incredibly effective. Okay. So those are some progressions. Don't forget, you can mix and match the reps. You don't have to be able to take your own body weight before you move on to the next set. So for instance, you might do um, hanging your body weight off the bar. Then you might do some lat pull downs. Then you might do some bent over rows. That might be one set. Uh, Another one might be, say you've got a little bit further, you do one chin up three eccentric chin-ups, and then maybe however many lat pull-downs you can manage after that. So layer the variations. And when I gave you the example earlier in the episode of doing one chin-up a day, what I was looking at doing there is increasing volume across the week. So even if you can't do that many pull-ups yet or can't do that many lat pull-downs, one way to do it is stagger the sets, the reps across the week. Um, so that actually at the end of the week, you've done a bit more than you did last week, even if you've spread them out more. Okay, the next thing that we need to talk about is something called mechanical advantage. So did you know that there is in fact a difference between a chin-up and a pull-up? They are not the same thing. And when I was first starting years and years ago, my husband made a big deal about pointing out the difference between these because what you don't want to do is learn how to do a chin-up, call it a pull-up, and then you're taking away the achievement of the pull-up when you get it. 
They are two entirely different hand positions and they completely change the emphasis on the muscles that you are moving. So what's the difference? Great question. What's the difference? A chin-up. A chin-up is generally considered easier. It's an easier move to master. Why? What you do is you take your hands... Now, it depends what bar you have, by the way. So if you have one of those pull-up bars that has like multiple grip options, if you take hold of the inner bar with your wrists facing inwards in front of you, that is a chin-up position. If you have a long bar, then hook your wrists around it so your wrists are facing you with your elbows in front of you, that's a chin-up position. So your elbows are always in front of you with the chin-up position, okay? Um, now, if your palms face inwards, if you want the technical terms, it's an underhand grip or a supinated grip. So if you're searching for videos on YouTube, those are the words that you can use. A chin-up using a supinated or underhand grip. Now, why is it easier? So as I said before, a chin-up and a pull-up back exercise will primarily work your latissimus dorsi, your posterior deltoids, so the backs of your shoulders and your biceps. With a chin-up, there is greater emphasis on the bicep. And that bicep's pretty strong at taking that weight. It's two muscles. Um, and therefore, with greater emphasis on the bicep, it's a bit easier. A pull-up. Now, a pull-up is where you take an overhand grip. It is wider, so your elbows are out to the side. The, narrow you, the narrower your hands are, the easier it is, because again, there's more emphasis on the biceps. If you widen your hands, the harder it gets because the more emphasis is on your lats. So wide grip, elbows out to the side is a pull-up. Much harder because it's more back and less biceps. Okay. And finally, mechanical advantage, we talked about narrow grip versus wide grip, chin-up versus pull-up there will be a point where it's time to start training range of motion as well. Now, lots of people, and if you head to a commercial gym, you will see this everywhere, a lot of people will train a chin-up as opposed to a pull-up. And now you know a pull-up is harder. And they will also train from a bent arm compared to a straight arm. And a straight arm is known as a dead hang. Now, it's not that one is better than the other, but there is definitely a time to start training range of motion bigger range of motion is harder okay so if you check someone out and they are using just bent arms and they're you know going really really fast with their reps but only really going halfway down they are not necessarily getting as much bang for their book get your arms completely straight to begin with when you can okay when you first train for a pull-up, start with bent arms. As you get stronger, start from a straighter arm until you can do a pull-up or a chin-up from a dead hang, a fully straight arm position. And if you really want your extra, then eventually, maybe you start adding a weight around your middle. <laughs> Welcome to the weighted pull-up, my friends. The fun never ends. So what else would you like to know about getting your first pull-up? As I said, it is my thing and you can probably tell I love it. I can get really technical and geeky about it. So if I can help you get your first pull-up, then send me a message. I'm at The Plan by Caroline across all social media. Uh, you can also email me, caroline at theplanharrogate.com. 
And I'd love to chat to you about pull-ups, about your weight training, because you know what? It feels good to be strong in your body, to be strong in your mind. Because remember, when we train to pull ourselves up over the bar, we're also really training resilience and joy and grit and being on the same team as our mind and our bodies. And that's what I want for more people. So enjoy your training, folks. Ask me all of your questions and I'll see you again back here very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate each and every one of you. It makes me do a little happy dance to have had you join me in this episode. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe, rate it five stars and leave a written review. I so appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe to my mailing list also at www.theplancoaching.com so we can keep in touch. I love doing this with you and sharing the struggles, laughs and wins along the way. So I thank you for being here. And until next time, remember, life's better with a plan.